Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Juan. I'm Angie. And I'm Irene. And this is For the Republica. We're Lideres igniting political dialogue, bridging communities together, and sparking progressive social change. Today, we're coming at you live from Irene's room. Yay. All right. So... Our topic today is the politics of a global pandemic. So what do you do uh, amidst a global pandemic? Uh, well, you get together with your friends and you practice <laughs> you social dis- distancing to a certain degree. We're trying. We're trying. No, this, not you know, there's not a lot of space exactly, in there. Um, and you talk about politics while building a digital movement to engage your community while igniting progressive social change. Uh, so let's just begin with, you know, what's going on in the world. There's a lot happening. Um Right now, it feels like we're in a movie. I kind of feel like, you know, we're in, a, in an apocalypse or we're going to be in an apocalypse. <laughs> Honestly, I hope not. Um, <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. Kind of like, uh, you know, like in the movies where they're like, oh, yeah, like everything was great and like life was going on and then everything changed. And yeah, now there's no toilet paper at the store. So literally everything changed and the roads are empty and yeah. like, we're at home. We're FaceTiming. <laughs> so it's just weird. Got into gardening. <laughs> Yeah, Juan yeah. started the whole garden just in yeah. case like, he has to time. go on, on his yeah. own. Yeah, instead of homework. So here we are. That's efficient. Um, so what exactly is the root cause of this apocalypse <laughs> that we're talking about? I think we should brief the people in case. Yeah, so COVID-19 sounds super <laughs> official. You know, like when they start using it in like their government name, right? I know Trevor Noah said that. And so I was like, that's funny, Trevor Noah. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, it is a virus that began in China. Mm-hmm. And the media portrayed it as a Chinese virus. Some media outlets, um, though it is not a Chinese virus, it just began there. Um, and now it became a global pandemic in the span of months. Um, there are cases in you know, in ev- almost every country, I would say. Right. And um, there are many cases in every state um, here within the United States. Yep. Yeah, so I think the U.S. as a whole has a little bit over 15,000 reported cases right now, with California and New York having the most concentrated cases. And then also in Arizona, Juan, I don't know if you have those numbers. Yeah, so we have 63 um, reported cases. That's confirmed. Um, obviously, that number is expected to rise as we see testing going on um, and kind of, you know, the lack of testing also happening. So that number is expected to rise. Um, and you can check that out through the Arizona Department of Health Services. They have all that uh, maps and information that is required um, that has all those numbers for you. Um, but like I said, and like Irene said, it's now been months since this virus has first broken out. First, it was, you know, usually contained within the borders of China. Wuhan um, started through that wet market. And now we find ourselves with China actually recovering and the rest of the world not being facing the pandemic. Um, right. Italy being one of the countries. Yeah. That's like the now the death toll impacted. actually passing what China had with its death, death toll. So um, definitely interesting to see how governments react and as an international body, how um we react to this as a species so agreed yeah and i think in the u.s just as a whole we've had 202 people who have passed away as a result of the virus mm-hmm. so it definitely is something that i hope that our government leaders continue to yep. at least try to act upon i know that congress so far has started to talk about um coming to some compromise between the gop and the democrats over one trillion dollars uh, for a coronavirus package so mm-hmm. hopefully we can see some work done after that as far as the admin goes, I don't know. Yeah, well, I will say, I think what's frightening about this right now is that we're on the same traje- trajectory as Italy, or as right. they were at this time. Yep. Um, especially now, well, I do think that this administration, or more so just the government in general, they are taking the precaution in by closing down the borders or just, you know, for non-essential travel. No, Like in California, our friend in California, um, right. he can't go out as well in 
as well as in New York. Um, aren't they doing that tonight? Starting I this weekend, yeah. Um, so yeah, I do think that we are taking the precautions we need to take um, based on what we saw in Italy. Um, but you know, we're only like eleven to twelve days behind from where they were at this time. Yeah. We are taking those precautions, but I think a little too late, too. And I that's agree. the criticism under the Trump administration that it's facing. Um, for now weeks, it, they downplayed the severity of the situation. And now we find ourselves trending like Italy. And that's the sad thing is that South Korea was founded, this, reported the same day that we reported it. Mm -hmm. And their uh, number of cases is actually decreasing at a much faster rate. And we're actually increasing day by day. So um, that definitely was a response that I think should have done um should have been a much quicker and much faster and taking it more severity rather than calling it a hoax um, that the Trump administration has done. Um, so hopefully the stimulus package works, you know, um, but there's many consequences that we will have because of the lack of uh, timely matter that the Trump administration had to this. So, um, yeah, a perfect example to that was um, when they showed how Trump 12 days ago or at the time 12 days ago had said like, oh, this is totally a hoax. And then 12 days later, it was like, all right, we're going on a, you know, this is a national emergency. Right. Let's start yeah. taking action. So it was just, you know, they took too long in deciding to take action. And so now I guess we're stuck facing the consequences. But also we're also realizing how this is a. You know, we don't have an equitable health care system to really support these communities. Um, black and brown being the most are disproportionately affected by things like this. Um, so I think we're really just able to see how and how big this really is. Yeah. And I think even with something as simple as having to be in quarantine, like a lot of people are learning what it means to mm -hmm. actually have limits and restrictions on your life and what you're able to do, which is what a lot of immigrant uh, members of our community have experienced specifically undocumented and documented members of our community who have had those limits on where they can travel to or where they can go and what they can do throughout their entire lives and now people I feel like are being exposed to that and hopefully can come out with a better understanding of what that life is like yeah and then even going off of that it's like how are we dealing that when it comes to the benefits that they receive um right. if they're being forced to quarantine how does child care how does school work how does access to food and proper sanitation um, affect the lives of people of color especially people who are documented or undocumented excuse me or documented and how that plays out for their own health and for the people around them um, knowing that latino families um, traditionally do take care for their elders in their own homes and how does those elders uh, health get affected as this continues to spread in numbers that um, are you know doubling almost every day Right. So we're addressing a lot of these communities that are POC, are vulnerable, are working class. So this is our community, I would say, here in Phoenix. So how are we responding to the news directly? Um, how is it impacted? Let's go into each person's own perspective and like how it's impacting our personal day to day lives. Um, what's it been like working for ho from home and then on a larger scale, how this looks nationally um, in addition to Arizona? So you can see um, it. Yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm continuing my work as a digital community organizer. So a lot of the stuff remains the same. And the only difference is now we're not able to actively engage with the community. Um, you know, one of the big things that really didn't work out, I would say, is um, election day. There wasn't a good turnout here in Arizona. Um, Biden did win. Um, I'm not saying anything, but yeah, Biden won. <laughs> uh, <laughs> support the nominee, Let's take right? A uh, support, We're take a deep breath. support the establishment. Um, but yeah, that was that's that was a loss for me. But you know, we're supporting whoever the Democratic nominee is. Um, but I do think that this pandemic prevented people from wanting to go to the polls, wanting to take action, Absolutely, yeah. which you know makes absolute sense. Um, but we're going to see the consequences in the long run of people not being able to utilize their political power. Yeah. 
I mean, a positive is, though, early voting outnumbered that's the general true. election of the November election of 2016. So that's a good thing. Obviously, we see that a lot of our poll workers and volunteers are of that risk population. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's fair enough for them to think that. Angie, what do you... I think life. for me, well, yeah, I work at the state legislature and turning there right now. So luckily I have staff who is very caring, who's allowed me to take a step back and work remotely. I think that's a huge privilege. Mm -hmm. um, I've just been working on my research as normal, working on my briefs, keeping business going as usual as I do serve the members and I do serve my caucus. I work for the Democratic caucus. So um, it's just a matter of keeping that work going until the state legislature decides <laughs> to take further action, whatever that might look like. Yeah. Um, I'm really hopeful that our leaders are going to do what is correct in this moment. It's taken a little bit of time, but let's hope that moving forward, that changes. Yeah. I think, like you said, I think all of us sitting here are very privileged on the work that we're able to do oh, because sure. we can do it from home. Um, and like we said, many people... Um, our age or even our, you know, um, where we grew up and stuff like that don't have that privilege. They have to right. be hands-on in office or, you know, in a restaurant or whatever that is. Um, many workers working class. So for me, I'm working from home, like I said. Uh, I do political consulting. Um, so that's pretty easy to do online, um, you know, looking up donor research, things like that. So, um, but it also gives me some time to things that i haven't done in a long time self-care which is the only i think positive thing that a lot of people are taking out of this is doing you know refreshing that we usually wait especially for students that happens during the summer during the breaks mm -hmm. that we get mm -hmm. i think a lot of students now um or people our age are just able to finally intake and take some time because our lives do change day by day um yeah especially under this administration yeah. where every day is breaking news <laughs> I oh, think on sure. the other side of that, like, though, as a student, like how that's impacted me with graduations mm, being canceled. Yeah. ASU hasn't canceled yet. I go to ASU. But Juan and Andy go to ASU. It's just yeah. like, that's like the looming fear that we yeah, have because yeah. we've worked so hard for four years. I mean, it is a global pandemic, so we totally get it. Yeah. But at the same it's, time, like... It's a bummer. It's yeah. definitely a bummer. And it's I think it's more than four years because for us, at, at least for me specifically, like my mother's entire struggle to come to this country was because of a future in education and... 16 years later of me starting school in the United States, it's not going to necessarily, you know, fingers crossed, it does happen, but right. that outcome probably isn't in that favor. So not in the way that it was imagined. Right. So that, right, that really right. is a huge like blow, I think, not just to us, but also like you were mentioning mm -hmm. to our family members. Yeah. So tell me four weeks ago, where I was telling my mom to bring my grandparents from Mexico, you know, oh get them gosh. visas and come see. But now it's like, oh, well, we'll see if that even happens. So. Right, right. No, I do believe, you know, when they say positive, use this time to really self-reflect as a learning opportunity to really dive into ourselves, learn about our identities, who we are, communities, while supporting them. Um, also, keep in mind, there's a lot of students who are not in college who are just, like, yeah. going to elementary school or are in high school and, um, you know, they're seniors who are graduating and don't know about, like, going to college, you know, in the mm -hmm. fall or, like, things like that. Um, so, you SATs know. SATs and SATs. Yeah, yeah right. important and, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we need to look at what everybody's going through and yeah, it's a hard time for everybody. Everybody's stuff is on pause. Um, yeah. So I just think we need to make the most of it. Um, utilize our resources, um, sparingly. Um, yeah. don't go to the store and buy all the toilet paper. I will say, <laughs> wash your hands, um, please wash your yeah. hands, wash your hands all the time. Um, always. Or even then like the talking about these students, um, that are not necessarily in school, but you also have people in our communities that, um, like you said, are part of the workforce and how the economic impact of the virus will be specifically um the layoffs that are happening on a you know in the restaurant business because they don't need this necessary staff um because they've moved to take out the closings of some businesses that are probably won't be able to recover from this after all this is over um because we're now looking at months not necessarily weeks of recovery mm -hmm. for the country um and 
like you compare this to like 9-11 or um, as far as like the great or not the great depression the recession that happened in 08 the economic um, we knew like 9-11 the day after things were still closed but the day after that things opened and the uncertainty that is up in the air of how much revenue is going to be lost and mm -hmm. how many jobs are going to be lost even the great recession came to an end um, like who hurt during the great recession or 9-11 like airlines and things like that but the level that this is coming to I don't think we've seen before in this country it's going to be pretty scary the day after that this is lifted how we're going to be able to deal with this as a country and as a community and society so yeah I think for yeah. well especially for the working class population I would say I'm most concerned for considering you know a lot of people don't have like health benefits mm -hmm. or just don't have benefits in general or the privilege to be able to take time off work and just like social distance themselves entirely um which brings us into this whole idea of you know people not having access to an equitable healthcare system um you know especially for like the latinx community i would say even growing up like we would go to nogales because you know we're in arizona it's across the border to go to get you know go to the doctor go to the dentist um because we can't afford health insurance here and so but now that the border is closed what are you supposed to do you don't have health insurance here hopefully you don't get sick yeah the test for the coronavirus is free but what about the treatment um and so it's just a matter of people going into debt for something that you know isn't their fault and we're vulnerable commu communities are going to be impacted the most and so what kind of measures is this administration taking or just the government in general yeah. to address these communities right well, i know what and measures are taking four senators are selling their stocks before the everything tanks and they make millions out of it yeah so you so know rich, obviously yeah, yeah yeah so billionaires all but you were going to say, Andy, sorry. Yeah, I think up. just to further read Anna's question, so we're access to healthcare. I mean, you look at, like, specifically migrant bodies and undocumented bodies who, like, don't even have the access to, like, go to Nogales if that were even a question. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to acknowledge that, like, a lot of members of our community don't even get to go to the doctor unless it's an absolute emergency. And then they're occurring that, that like you were talking about. So in this scenario, while we do have that free testing, we're not going to have that free treatment. And we're going to see that disproportionate impact, I think, on communities of color and on undocumented folks. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're quarantined. Um, everybody, I would say, for the most part, is quarantined or is choosing those who have the privilege to stay home, to not, yep. you know, go to work, not be in public. So what do we do? Um, we kind of dove into this a little bit. Um, we are self-isolating. We are, you know, getting to, um, you know, we're staying connected online in a digital space. But we encourage everybody to take this time to do the following. I think start off just by washing your hands. Like, just take care of yourself. Do the basics. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. that should be a given. But, you know, people might need reminders. So please wash your hands. Yeah, absolutely. I think another thing that you can do during this downtime, we're about to go through a little list, give you a little toolkit so that you feel that you can regain some power, take some action, and hopefully gain, regain some of the optimism that I feel has been lost within this crisis. Um, so fill out your census digitally. I think Irene has been doing a lot of work surrounding yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So um, now I work for um, AZC4C, uh, so Arizona Coalition for Change, and they are pretty cool. So one of the big things we've been doing as digital organizers um, is, you know, encouraging communities of color to not only be informed about the census, but to ensure that they fill out the census and to enc encourage others in their community to do the same. Um, this is because, you know, we're all worth about four thousand, I would say four thousand um, dollars. And when people fill out the census, that allows us to receive necessary funding, um, access to resources to really invest into our communities. And so, if we fill out the census, we can eventually, you know, be part of prosperous communities um, and invest in ourselves and the overall well-being of everybody. Um, so I encourage you all fill out your census um, by April first. 
um, online by mail um, or by, through the form. Um, so yeah, so that is number one priority, I would say. It also falls into the redistricting of congressional districts. Right. Yes. I'm adding a congressional seat. Um, sadly, some blue states are losing seats because of the movement of population, but some red states are actually gaining seats, Arizona being one of them. Um, it's projected at least Texas, Montana, Florida, and North Carolina that are now all considered swing states. So filling these things out for, you know, in the next decade, uh, because the next census is in 10 years after this year. Mm-hmm. Um, how that, how does that look like for your population and for the representation that you need? Because according to the numbers that people put out, then you're redistricted and you have to make sure that accurate count is there. Mm-hmm. So gerrymandering doesn't occur um, because we've seen voter suppression that eventually leads. So small right. things like the census, although it's not a small thing, filling that ballot or that paper out, making sure it's submitted on time um, is doing a big thing for your community. Yeah, so. and it seriously only takes 10 minutes to yeah. make sure that you're doing it for every single member of your household. That's a pro tip. And we're going to come up with a little toolkit that we'll actually publish on our platform so that you can take a look at that and like actually find these links. But definitely, we want to encourage you to do that if you want to take action and keep the movement going. Mm-hmm. One of the main things to keep in mind when filling out, um, just envision your community and your future for yourself, your family, and everybody within it, um, what it would look like in 10 years. So this thing is on, like the census is only filled out every 10 years. Um, so just keep that in mind as you, you know, go about yeah. this. And I think also, too, people uh, need to be reassured that um, documented or not, you still should fill this out because you mm-hmm. still matter and yeah. you still have a voice. Um, There's no citizenship question. Yeah. Yeah. And you won't be, you know. Your information is secure. Yeah. You won't be persecuted or anything of that. It's just to make, to make sure that the accurate amount of funds and, you know, redistricting occurs at the proper level that it needs to be. So. So let's um, dive On into a lighter it. note, I think also we want to encourage you to keep your community going. Yeah. Um, so we found this little cool Chrome extension that's called Netflix Party. And you can host a little watch party to like binge watch a show with your friends or binge watch some political podcast, not podcast, documentary. Document, yeah. Oh my God, someone help me out. My English is struggling. It's Friday. Hi. We've been quarantined. It's the it's first time we talked to other people. Honestly. Yeah. Okay, but back at it. Download the Netflix watch party Chrome extension. Host a watch party with your friends. We listed a couple of documentaries that we recommend. So I really like Bring Down the House. That's uh, one with AOC. With AOC? Yeah. yeah, that was the first time I like really, really learned about AOC. Like before we met her, yeah, I never got over We it. did meet her, by the way. That's yeah, right. Big yeah. day, big day. Oh, Back in September. Was it September? Yeah. It was in September, uh, yeah. You remember September 1st, 2019. No, it was not. Um, my other favorite that I recommend is Hillary on U- on Hulu. Um, covers <laughs> a lot of the things were from the 2016 mm-hmm. campaign, but it also modernized a little bit as to where they are now. Um, and the back drops and it gets into a personal story i think that a lot of the times you don't get to see with politicians um especially hillary clinton who has been probably you know a target of um both sexism and many other things throughout her political career Mm -hmm. um and how that's shaped her and the person that she is so i think it's very interesting it's only four episodes i believe so an hour long each yeah um so watch it if you just only want to watch one hour a day watch it and take a couple days to watch but uh definitely an interesting show to watch Reversing Roe is another one, talks about Roe versus Wade, um, how would that look like and how that affect the country um, if that is rescinded. Gender Revolution by National Geo talks about the gender spectrum. Uh, Winter on Fire, the Ukrainian um, uh, war with Russia. And then if you ever don't want to watch super long episodes of hour or twos, um, YouTube, if you look up Vox Atlas, covers a lot of current events or the background of current events. Uh, Super interesting to watch. Probably 
five to 10, 15 minutes. Um, super entertaining, nice visuals too. So it gives you good background mm-hmm. I mean, information. And it's, the voice also is really like soothing. So you're kind of like really into the thing because of the narrator of the show. Ooh. So yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, narration. I'll definitely check those out because I haven't. As you can tell, Juan is our political pop culture uh, go-to person. Yes. I try. So, uh, I dabble a little bit. <laughs> here and there. Like Frontline. Yeah. He watches Frontline. I do He's watch Frontline. I'm probably the only man. 20-year-old that watches Frontline. Um, but it's very, I, I would informative? say, informative okay. and... Um, keeps you aware shocking yeah. Well, yeah he used to make me like watch this on the metro like he would just pull it out and pop an earbud that like, is in yeah my ear. in dc and has on our like, way back to it's about mitch mcconnell yeah. like after you come from congress moscow yeah. mitch i hear moscow you <laughs> but another thing that we really want to encourage you to do is to just check up on your voter registration make sure you're registered at your current yes. address visit iwillvote.com for more info and resources um, but definitely make sure that everybody in your household if they're able to vote that they are that everything's updated everything's good to go so that when the time comes for the november election we're all set and ready. Yeah, as you already know, this election is critical and it requires, I believe, everybody to participate. Um, it is, yeah, I mean, it's super important. Everybody should get involved, all communities of color especially. Um, so we need to do what we can to really get the word out. We just have a lot on the line, so if we can vote. Yeah. <laughs> if this is, I'm begging yeah, you. I'm this begging is you. Right. I don't know what if will. this isn't a wake-up call as to how a good, competent leader should run the country, so we don't know what is. Yeah, this um, is a perfect example. This he is, literally called it a hoax, y'all. Yeah, and it's not just this. Like, We can literally start January 21st as soon as you took that oath that where competence comes in. Um, beforehand, dude. Like, every speech from 2015 onward God. is where we are. Um, but we... I don't think this country could last another four years of this administration. Um, Everything that people feared of this administration that could happen happened. Mm -hmm. And it showed exactly what people said would. Um, So I think even to a degree that we couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Like if you would have asked me, there would be something like this going down right now. I would have not have believed you. Yeah. This sounds insane. And I think it's a fear of a lot of presidents that they, you know, I've heard of Obama and I've read certain things of like, the biggest fear that kept the Obama administration officials and Obama himself up at times was when Ebola and H1N1 was oh happening because yeah. that's a thing that they necessarily like can't control because it's a natural occurrence yeah. of nature, you know? Right. So, But your response to that, yeah, you can. For your response, you can. And that. we're seeing that calling it a hoax and asking for prayers isn't the fastest way to fix and it. And having no set policy plan, like yeah. it's just ridiculous. Or Jared Kushner point, being the person in charge of... It's insane. The pandemic response. And the private partnership that we're supposed to be so inspired <laughs> yeah. by. Like, okay, it's just ridiculous. So yeah. just like, please vote. There are a lot of other issues that we yeah. It's Regardless yeah. of political affiliation, like it doesn't even matter what side you're on. This is something that affects everybody. Like it it does not see um, what, if you're registered as a Democrat or Republican, the or coronavirus. Independent. Or, yeah. 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 or independent. Yeah. 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 Um, the coronavirus does not watch Fox News. So. <laughs> Good point. And with that, we want to encourage you also to sign up for digital organizing trainings. I know that the DNC is going to be hosting a couple in the upcoming weeks. So if you go to events.democrats.org, I believe, you can find some of that information. Again, we'll link it in the little sheet that we're going to put out. But I think it's really important to start gaining those tools, to start learning more um, if you really want to take action during this time. Yeah. Also, speaking about Obama, the Obama Foundation has a... um what is it like a political? It was postponed. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> a lot of things have been postponed. And, and over the past a lot of things for them. Uh, I don't work for them. More. I did do the Obama Foundation, though. So if you ever have questions, hit me up. There you go. Um, another thing is fire taxes. Um, oh, the yeah. extension Please, fire taxes. Um, because of everything that has been going on. Uh, Minuchin has extended it to July fifteenth. Um, 
there's many different apps, many different resources online that if you've never filed taxes before and this is your first time, um, that can be helpful, mm-hmm. um, which is also another thing that high school should be teaching. Oh, for but sure. That's my own personal opinion. I'm barely um, But, you know, if this is your, <laughs> you know, seventh or eighth time filing for taxes, just make sure that's filed before now July 15th um, because it's important for you to either get a refund or if you owe the government anything, pay that off before it accumulates over time. So. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to be arrested. These are responsible things that you can do. But we're also going (laughs) to encourage you to build community, wash your hands again, and also let us get to know you. We want you to like post pics of yourself taking part in any of these activities that we're Mm -hmm. talking about. Tag us, send us comments, or if you have some downtime and want to build community with us, post a short Insta story or video telling us a little bit about yourself and your personal story, why you care about advocating for progressive change. And again, just tag us. We'll repost, uplift your story as we bridge communities during these tough times. Yeah, we want everybody everybody to be part of this digital movement that we're trying to create, um, not only in Phoenix or in Arizona, but across the nation. This is something that, you know, requires everybody's hands on deck to really get involved in the digital space, even though we can't see each other person to person. Um, what we're doing um, digitally and as like a new generation that is involved in all things social media, I think we should definitely take advantage of the resources we have available to connect with one another in times like this. Yeah. And even if it's not anything digital or political that you are doing um do us whatever mm-hmm. i think people are gonna start finding new things like i find myself gardening um <laughs> yeah. planting tomatoes and peppers in my backyard um <laughs> in my free time so if you're discovering something new a new hobby if you all of a sudden have become a knitting superstar tag us on that so we can see the things that people are doing in their free time yeah. um or if all of a sudden you become a you know badass on I don't know, modern warfare or something. Mm-hmm. I'm learning video uh, of you playing video games, you know? Oh, yeah. We want to see your accomplishments. Yeah. <laughs> so we want to learn about you and what you care about. Also, if you're stressed about anything, like, let it out. I know that we're all yeah. going through it. Mm-hmm. And definitely, like, this pandemic is scary. And sometimes we don't have that outlet. So if we can be that outlet for you, like, send us messages, comments, pics. Happy to engage with you. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Also, oh, also... I am uh, practicing the art of veganism, if that's of any interest to anybody. <gasps> You're vegan now? Angie, I'm not, not officially, <laughs> I'm just learning. Remember I told you my, my friend is showing me how to Your be? <laughs> yeah, so I think it really makes you feel good. I will say that. It also, does. you don't feel bloated or like you don't feel inflammation. And it's, I think this is a perfect time to practice it. You know, you're home, you can't, yeah, you can't like, you know, your friends are inviting you. Hey, come like out with us to like eat this. So like, obviously, yeah, everything's closed. You You might as well just eat vegetables and lettuce um, while you're at home. Interesting. So we'll, yay veganism. (laughs) And that's our show for today. It wraps it up after a week of for sure political and news turmoil. Um, It's been crazy. Like we said, just get involved in any way you can now that we can't do person-to-person. See digital formats that you can become a part of. Ask questions. Still build community while you can. Um, it's important that because, you know, humans are social creatures, mm-hmm. that you still are remaining social in some aspect. Um, or even if you have to, take three naps a day if that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, but just practice that self-care. Practice your mental health. Um, practice your own well-being. And hopefully... We'll be back soon with another episode of uh, For the Republica and with everything going on in the world. So thank you guys for listening and catch you guys next time.
Uh, <laughs> and that's our show. Thank you to our listeners for being part of the movement once again. We are For the Republica, and this is a Fuerte Network podcast hosted by Irene, Angelica, and Juan. And we'd like to thank Emily Kirkland at Progress Now Arizona for the support she gave us to grow this progressive digital movement and the Arizona community for inspiring us to be part of the change. Sound, audio, and video engineering brought to you by Dom Medina, Xenia, and Danny Orona from the Fuerte Arts Movement. Multimedia editing by Alfred Varela. And theme music by Nicolás Cabezas. Uh, lastly, uh, stay tuned for our next episode. Uh, you can catch us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And we look forward to connecting with you all further. Ciao. Thanks. Have a good weekend. <laughs>